0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies you can customize for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co., and they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today.
1: Is it loud in here too? Where are you going to be? I thought you were in your office. Is it too loud right now? I mean, no, it's not too loud right now. You're just walking into a random brewery. Yeah, I mean, no one's here. Okay. All right. I mean, all right. Yeah, it's quiet enough. Sure. All right. I'm going to go and mute. You, you kick us off to start. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Another episode of the Morale Podcast. Uh, we are one week out, less than one week out. We're recording this on Friday, the week before opening day on Thursday against the Brewers. Lots to talk about. Um, excited to have the team back. Adam and I are going to go through a couple things, do a Hall of Fame like we have been recently. And go from there, Adam. How are we doing?
0: Great, just ordering a beer at twelve. <laughs>
1: um, so I, I have a list in. of I have a list of topics for you to run down. All right, let's um, do um. All right, give me. Or a sec- you want to cut it? All right, order the beer and then we'll go from there. You'll have to cut <laughs> this out. Can I get a beer for golf? Yeah. Beer. Just run the card, but keep it open? Um, just run the card, thanks. Yeah, I had Fred, I had someone, really nice guy, but he drove in from Cicero, and he was like, he was like, hey, we, uh, I'm ready to order a bunch of things, so I set him up with my brother, who's selling the jersey. He came into your office? He just came in, he's sitting down, he's calling all his friends, getting sizes, I'm like, sure, you're going to take your time, but I had to go, so. That's why I'm taking you into here, thanks I'll be back up for the the card Yeah, I'll be back in a few minutes Alright He drove in, he's collecting all the sizes of his friends And so, it's gonna be a while So I was like, alright, I'm gonna head out Did he he know that um, Like, did you know he was coming? Hot start He didn't really know what's going on Um, Did you know he was coming? No, um, oh, people. You just I mean, sometimes into your office. Well, sometimes people Google and it shows up on Google that like we're you know like they see like Dick Sporting Goods Clubhouse and so they're yeah. just like whatever. Anyways, um, a few different topics oh, okay. ahead for us to discuss. Um, we talked about it last week, but people didn't get to hear it, um, and we could just talk about it a little bit because the championship. But I think wrap up yeah. uh, World Baseball Classic. And then go in a little bit of, obviously, opening day stuff. We'll talk about the uh, new additions to the menu, Wrigley, and uh, some opening oh, day yeah. memories. So, um, so WBC, we did an episode last week. We just never posted it. Um, to put it uh, into a little brief summary, I'm not the biggest WBC guy, and I kind of felt that this year, since there were not many Cubs who were participating um, I don't want to go down the reasons for why I don't find it as exciting. I think it has. Did you watch being an American? Did I watch? Um, yeah, I watched the last game a little bit. Uh, just checking in on Shohei. Um, uh, but I, to be honest, did not have any rooting interest on whether or not the United States was going to win. I just don't. I just don't feel the the passion behind it. That doesn't mean I think it's bad or I think it's a stupid fake tournament. I just. Don't have it in me. I almost kind of feel like and I know everyone thought the championship game was like the greatest baseball game of all time. And, you know, super important to the sport. Um, If you've been following me for a while, I think, you know, that um, I'm about as locked into the Cubs as anybody. And I almost kind of feel like I got robbed from Cubs spring training this year. Um, Again, unpopular take, but uh, that's how I feel. I'm, I've been dialed in and locked into this Cubs season and uh, unfortunately, feel like this opening day is one of the lesser um, anticipated opening days in a while. That will probably change um, as we actually get into the week of opening day, but um, more or less, biggest takeaway, Shohei, Shohei Tani. if you can find a way to get into Wrigley, I don't know why you wouldn't. Now, I tweeted this the other day. I have absolutely zero confidence that he is going to be a Cub. Like, zero confidence upon zero confidence. There is no percentage that I actually think that he is going to become a Chicago Cub. I I don't think about it. I I don't think it's going to happen at all. But I I will truly try my hardest and put my heart and soul into making sure there is some chance or some way he can get to the federal landmark. I will get on my soapbox and try to make sure that happens, knowing that it absolutely will not happen at all. Yeah, I would say okay, a few different things. One on the Shohei stuff, I totally agree. I think it's just meme content. Like I don't think anyone Cubs fans are actually expecting uh the Rickets yeah, no. to sign him. It's just fun yeah, to think no. about and the Photoshops are yeah. are great in itself. Yeah. And then as far as the World baseball classic goes I, I will say I, I did flip a little bit after I actually watched a couple of games. It was like, okay, this is actually pretty entertaining. Now, I'm not going to say, like, I've totally flipped, but it was a fun thing to watch, and I would argue that it did get me excited for baseball season. Maybe not, maybe not specifically Cubs, that, that was robbed a little bit, but it was exciting, and it was... Uh, I think, overall, if you had actually watched like a full game or two, then you, <laughs> you definitely, you definitely buy in a little bit more. Cause I was definitely very skeptical and was like, what do I care? I grew a little bit of appreciation yeah. for it. So I think it, it was definitely a net positive for world baseball classic this year. Obviously people, I think they got a lot of headlines and people were watching and that last out was, yeah. was iconic, but now I'm, I'm I would I'm definitely want to be baseball. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not enough for me. And I, I think a lot of people now might be able to um, relate to this, but there are there are so many things that you can, you know, spend your time doing or watching or, you know, engaging with. And, like, with March Madness being around, and I know people don't come to listen to me talk about my Northwestern Wildcats, but with them being in the tournament, like, you know, I, I just I, – I didn't have enough – Bandwidth to to dive into the WBC. I, I just just not and um, I'm I'm ready for Cubs baseball. I, I'm ready for Wrigleyville. I'm ready for the federal landmark. I'm ready for the goddamn Chicago Cubs. I'm ready for actually trying to win something again. That's what I'm here for. And I'm ready for beer bats and the bleachers. We'll go, Adam. I love I'll, it. I <laughs> I'll give a quick rundown of of the the news release that came out for it. But um, some yep. new additions to Wrigley were crispy chicken bao bun, Greek-loaded fries, burger brats, crispy chicken tortas, quesabiras. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. And then yeah, the souvenir beer bar. bat. And then um, the small jamal burgers. Probably going to cost 80 bucks, but going to be delicious. Um, it's all about the beer bat for me. I love the move. I know it's, it's going to be $50 to get one of them, but I absolutely love the move. Um, I think there's something to be said, and it's why I'm surprised there aren't more places like Sluggers around. I know they kind of have a monopoly on the business. There's something to be said with actually putting yourself into you know, the action. There's something about going to Sluggers and taking BP before a game to get ready. There's something about having a, a 26, I'm assuming somewhat inch bat It's probably much less than that. But having a bat at the park, kind of like having your glove at the park. I know it's taboo to have your glove at the park after you're, like, 15 years old. But there's something about it that that, that I love and I appreciate. I I love the ball hawks. I love guys like my Thai guy, right, who are showing up at BP. We've talked to him before. He's our guy. There's something about people going above and beyond to really feel the action and, and get focused in. And it's what, honestly, I'm captivated by. I don't necessarily do it myself all the time, but I'm captivated by it and I love it. And anyone who participates or carries around their beer bat um, to, again, be ready for any any time their number is called, I'm totally here for it. That's how you get focused in. That's, that's how you go the extra mile. That's how you win baseball. Uh, overall, a I, I say it's definitely – it's a fun move by Cubs and Wrigley, which you rarely see. It's usually like scaling back the fun, and so it's like it's, exactly it's fun to see that. Beside- but, yeah, but, besides, yeah, besides the cup snakes, I, I guess they have kind well, of. Well, I there, think this too. is a my initial take was this isn't a direct response to the cup snakes. I think they're like, how can we, you know, take away a little bit of the cup snakes and you know, yeah, have a shiny object for these people drinking beer? Like, look over here instead. You can't stack the yeah. beer bats, but. But they're also going to have like it's when people are drinking in the bleachers. You're going to have some people are going to be hitting each other with that with the bats, obviously. Yeah, no, I know that. That's another thing I'm thinking about, and I'm assuming they've already done the, the, gone through the models with this. There are definitely going to be sword fights. There are going to be you know there there are going to be games that go on on the concourse and the bleachers. um, Some wiffle ball games. I mean, people are going to be. Locked and loaded, and we've talked about this before about the cup snake. Like I'm not pro cup snake, but I'm also not like cup snakes are the worst thing of all time. It's you know, it, I guess it's kind of changing of the guard, if you will. I I don't really know how to how to look at it because um, it, it's, it's a tough thing to kind of you know judge someone for just trying to have fun at a baseball game, but um, regardless. Yes, I, I think I think it's a positive move. I, I will like it more than the cup snakes, but hopefully we don't get into a situation where people are actually fighting with their, <laughs> you know, beer bats. Uh, we can add that want. to our "no fighting, fighting the bleachers" yeah. graphic. Yeah, just a lightsaber in someone's yeah. hand. You know, it's just a, it, it's just again, I'm as ridiculous as it sounds. There's something to be said for being locked into the game. There's something to be said about people that wear the hard hats and the bleachers. There's something to be said that. For people that that get the helmet nachos and put it directly on their head after they finished, there's something there's something to be said for that. Um, and and again, it might not amount to a lot or you can't see it on the stat sheet, but uh, in the end, I think it's it's critical if you want to have a successful fan base and, and a successful franchise. Maybe we should come out with like a directions T shirt or pamphlet because like. We said I am worried people getting a little too wound up and, and using it for other things, but the way it should be used yeah. is you should have nacho cheese dripping from your helmet and you should have your bat over yep. your right shoulder
0: sitting down watching yep. the game like you're in the dugout, yep. ready to hop into yep. to on deck yep. circle. Absolutely. That's the way I mean, it should be. You're
1: you're you're absolutely focused in like you're you're gonna be called upon ninth inning two outs trying to get a job done trying trying to knock in a run a run that we need and that's that's how it's always been that's how it's always been for the grinders the people that i relate to love it I, any other so you're only focused on the bats i i'll just add my two cents yeah, i think the rest of the stuff we need a little bit of upgrade to- our food's been pretty uh, bad
0: um maybe adam, more the to the wrong to- spots
1: adam i don't go to the park to eat I go to the park to win baseball games. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 go to the park, I, I go to the park to compete. I go to the park to just lock in on a team. I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm not like everybody. I, I realize that. Um, the rest of the stuff doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Well, then I'll just say my side note. I'm just hoping the small Cheval Burger is <laughs> under 50 bucks. If it's under $50, i am in. And it's one of those things where I think uh, I'll like – I know the money isn't going to Shohei Otani, but I, I really hope it does when I'm buying that $50 burger. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm not I'm not a big – it's not that I don't like burgers. I'm not a big burger person. The one thing I will eat, and we've already talked about it, are nachos. There, there's some uh, – to me, again, I know it's not like the uh, hearty American thing, like getting a hot dog at a game. Like To me, nachos are the thing, uh, but, again, to each their own. Yeah, you seem like a guy who loves to just have like cheese all over his fingers and just just a dirty. Well, I mean, that's no, no. that's I mean, my you issue. Get, you get a, things just falling spoon. over get, the hands. Yeah, you get a you get a spoon, you get a fork, uh, you find a way to do it. You know, <laughs> so you as, have you have the bowl resting in your lap. And you're balancing it a little yeah, bit. You, yeah, you get the – yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if there's anything that I'm going to get at a baseball game, it's nachos. But also, I love nachos in general. But, again, I don't go to a baseball game to eat. I go to a baseball game to see a W. Especially this year now. Especially this year. Like, again, I've been harping on it. I've been harping on it over the last two years. Like, we need to set the standard higher. I'm going to – I'm going to – I don't want to say put it to the team a little bit more, but this is a – We've talked about all offseason. This, like, I don't want to lose sight by the fact that the WBC went on and we, we Cubs baseball is back. I still like. I want to keep the expectations high. This is a big year for Jed. This is a big year for Jed. So, and that might push me to the point where it's actually no eating in the bleachers or, or no eating at, at Wrigley Field because I need to be absolutely dialed in. I don't hate it. Especially as the games, the games are it. getting a little bit shorter, and I think people can... The games are getting shorter. The, the games are getting shorter, which, again, we've talked about before. I really hope that is not taken away from the moments that make Wrigley special, the moments that, you know, in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, when people are standing for, you know, a, a big at-bat, I just hope that is not lost in, in all these rule changes. And I would kind of feel... Even worse about it, because Theo is at the cusp of all these changes, and he was the guy that brought us some of the biggest moments in Wrigley's history. Um, I, I, I hope that's not the case. That would be incredibly ironic, but we'll see. I We'll get into general opening day talks before we get into the Hall of Fame of opening day moments or memories. But the idea of yep. opening day is... One that is nationally celebrated, and for some cities, like a day off from school and a holiday. Tell me about yep. your, yep. your view on it as Chicago, as from the Cubs' view. It's almost like an awakening, and I say that because obviously we we normally have really bad winters. We did not have a bad winter at all this year, um, but it, it seems like a true like rebirth it seems like you've gotten out of like the purgatory that kind of is spring training for myself who went to spring training 10 years straight as a kid. Um, it feels like you are, you're, you're alive at the same time, like reality kind of sets in that this is going to be a long journey. It's exciting. It's cold. It's, it's almost like raw because of, you know, the elements and things playing at Wrigley field. Um, But I love it. I I don't think there's any baseball fan. And I personally, I love the fact that we're starting actually at home. Like it normally doesn't happen. I feel like we start every year in Pittsburgh, uh, which stinks. Um, I'm I'm super excited that it's at home. I love that we're playing the Brewers. I love that we're getting, I think we had the same opening day last year. I I love that we're starting off with Christian Yelich. I love the fact that we're playing a team that we need to, move past uh, in the standings, you know, really show that their little brother take over Wrigley North, which we'll do throughout the season. Um, I I love the anticipation of it all uh, and the pop and circumstance. Everyone, again, so, uh, crowding around and, and making their trip to the Mecca, which is Wrigley Field. I, it's really fantastic. I don't want to give away all my Hall of Fame, you know, things on opening day or memories, but, um, I don't think there's any Cubs fan that's like, yeah, it's just okay. I, now, you uh, could say, again, not to not to bring the White Sox into this, I can imagine opening day at Wrigley Field is a lot different than, you know, w- opening day at their ballpark, yeah. whatever it's called. I was – I don't know if I told you this. I was born in Cincinnati, and it's – You didn't tell me that. The, the weather is – it's obviously different. It's like pretty much Kentucky. And – And Uh there, it's, like, literally a national holiday. Like, we had off from school where I was going to school. And it was a... You grew up in Kentucky? No, I I didn't
0: grow up in Kentucky. I was born in
1: Cincinnati, and I was really young. My family was there for, like, only a few years. Okay, all right. But I'm saying... Okay, I was just going to say. The way my, like, family thinks about opening day was like that. And it's also different because the sun's out a little bit more. It's a little bit warmer. So yeah. people think romanticize yeah. the opening day of like springs here in Chicago. It's for sure. Chicago, it's yeah. not like that. I like how you brought it up. It's like it's raw. It's rainy. It's cold. It is. It's raw. hard to. It's hard to hit yeah. there. It's not this pretty spring thing. It's it's a grind until you hit like June, July, and so it is a like a little bit of like it's going to be a long season because you get excited for opening day and then you get there and it's like wow actually I'm freezing my ass off and it's <laughs> this is actually going to be a lot different than the uh, videos depicted. I I just checked uh, 43 and rainy on opening day. So exactly what you were expecting. Last year was awesome, though. I don't know if you remember. Last year, and I think the year before that, 20, well, 2020, no, 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 2021. So I remember that. Um, that was a nice day, cold day last year. Nice day, but cold day this year, it's going to be rainy, cloudy, 43. To me, that's fine though. Like um, this is the t- this is my type of weather. I love I love forty forties forties. Totally fine with me. So, uh, but still, it's raw. There's going to be emotion, and like it's- Have a good one. I hope there's expectation. Like I I, I I want I want people to be truly dialed in. Um, while it's you know Wrigleyville is incredible. Like. I want the, the standard to be there. It's a big series. It's a big series to start off. We've been talking about it all, all offseason. Like, these two months of April and May are going to be absolutely critical to what the Chicago Cubs are this year. Like there, There's no way around it. Like you, you have to start off strong. You need Ian Happ. You need Justin Steele. You need Marcus Stroman. All these guys, uh, Danzy Swanson, to come out running um so we can get you know into into a position where we feel like we can compete this year
0: i was just bring this up i don't know if this is because i'm getting older and i think i'm viewing the cubs from more like a business sense or like more mature but as a kid i feel like especially cuz the cubs were the team the lovable losers never won so it was like this yeah. is going to be the year type of joke t-shirts and people are just out there to have a good time so this opening yeah. day and opening month I feel like didn't have the same weight and pressure for players
1: and fans as it does now, where it's like, like if you don't, like you say, if you don't perform, we're talking about a completely different approach. Especially with this being the third year that we could, I mean, not to go dooming gloom already, but this could be the third year where you're selling guys off. I mean, we're, we're entering opening day with no Ian Happ extension. We're entering opening day with no Nico Horner extension. We're entering opening day with uh, Marcus Stroman being like the best trade piece you could possibly get with his contract and, and the years that are left on it. So there are, there are a lot of things that are playing in favor of the Cubs actually selling at the end of this, uh, you know, summer, which I hope's not the case because we've, we've obviously gone through that and we know how painful that can be and how it just becomes a repetitive cycle that the Cubs find themselves into. Again, not to go doom and gloom. Thought it was very telling and interesting that the Cubs did not have a top 10 farm system uh, for the MLB pipeline uh, rankings that came out the other day. But let's get into Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> All right. So getting the Hall of Fame, as I mentioned, we mentioned last time, we're going to try to pick um, a Hall of Fame. It might just be an offseason
1: thing. We'll see because Olive Garden might be in season the Hall of Fame picking our yeah. top three um per category morale Hall of Fames and heading into opening yep. week opening day we'll pick our top Hall of Fame morale memories for opening day you kick it off well and again our, you can you can, your, I we you can frame thought we' more frame your picks
0: as like why
1: I thought we we're doing more like opening day like things that I love yeah
0: that works. It all plays. We have no rules.
1: Number one.
0: I have a a specific one one
1: that I'll go. Number one, by far. Actually, I won't say by far. It's the signs around regular Bill. It's Murphy's. It's Bernie's. It's the fact that we are now in a place. You turn that corner. You're walking down Waveland, right? I should have my series. You're walking down Waveland. Normally, me... I'd park my car somewhere somewhere west of Wrigley, uh, would walk east on Waveland, walking through. First thing you see as you get to Waveland and Clark, Bernie's. Bernie's, the sign on your right-hand side. There's going to be – I mean, last year they put up Welcome to the Federal Landmark. Hopefully we can figure out something too this year. I love it. I'm all about it. Same thing with Murphy's. Same for any other places that have – unique individual signs, the old, you know, I don't know if they're magnetic. I don't know what they are that they put in there to, you know, actually uh, make the word. I'm all for it. It's unique to Chicago. It's unique to Wrigley. It's unique to Chicago. Tell me other places besides Fenway that you have like unique signs and phrases that are put up and really do run hand in hand with Wrigley Field. And it's the first time you see it every single year. I know they kind of do it during the offseason, but I love it, um, and it is it, it it encapsulates kind of what you are going to see throughout the season at the federal landmark. I'm all for it, and it, like you said, I have they, two more.
0: Might be a little bit biased on that one
1: because they those signs have, I have given you a couple it. shout yeah, outs, I mean, I mean, but
0: uh, it, it's also I think the most authentic just, one of the most authentic parts of Wrigley, where yeah. it's they're not like. This for sale draftkings part of Wrigley, it's
1: no, they're no, they' no. tweet especially no- go ahead, yeah, especially now with us actually having like the wholesale or the you know draftkings like all all the advertising that has now gone into Wrigley Field. It's like the last semblance of what Wrigley used to be, the McDonald's days the Taco Bell days, right? Like that was the stuff that I grew up on. I know that's the stuff you grew up on. I know that's the stuff a lot of Cubs fans grew up on. Um, and it just, I don't know. It, it speaks to me. It, I just remember as a kid driving down on Clark street with my family, we'd go to, you know, a couple of Cubs games at the beginning of the year, uh, normally go to like one in April and driving down Clark street with my family before we'd head West into, you know, Waveland and the, the the Wrigleyville neighborhood to park our car and just seeing those signs, it just felt important. It felt real. It felt raw. And um, that's why I still love it to this day. So it goes beyond the bias. All
0: right. You go number two.
1: Sluggers. I know I talk about sluggers a lot. And I, for the people out there that go to sluggers in January and want to get cuts in I was, gonna you, say, I was going to say off-season be... Sluggers is sneaky, sneaky, great move. For for the people that do it, like, more power to you. I love you. Um, but making it a point of emphasis to get to Sluggers at seven thirty eight 8 a.m. on opening day to get your cuts in before, uh, you know, whenever the game's going to start, what, 120? Like, love it. Just love it, and and you know the place is going to be packed. You know people are want, just going to want to feel connected to baseball again. And what's a better place than doing that in a grimy dungeon-like batting cage on the second store, the second floor of a uh, bar in Bridgeport? It's it's They're routine here for I mean, it. Ian Happ gets in early, gets so stretches in. Well, that's what that's what baseball and fans is. go there. They tap their yeah. cleats at the plate
0: and they get ready and they take their cuts. Yep. They go out get their beer bats. Yep, and it's routine.
1: That's what baseball is. Baseball is routine because it is so like repetitive and you fail a lot and you find yourself like getting into these routines to kind of keep yourself afloat. And the fact that fans can do the same thing in their, you know, uh, something they love. And again, to connect themselves to the game, I'm all for it. I absolutely love it.
0: Number three.
1: Finally. Last thing. And I think every Cubs fan can relate to this. Pat Hughes on opening day. All right. I'm not someone that goes to opening day every year, but I do know being a working professional, and a lot of people can relate to this. You might be coming home from work, driving home during the opening day game. There's something to be said for turning on what used to be 720, now 670, um, and putting on Pat Hughes at the federal landmark for a legit regular season game compared to what is, again, not to knock it, but kind of purgatory in spring training. Um, there's something for it. You can feel the energy. They got the mics that hang down from the the second level at Wrigley field. You can feel the people uh, congregating and, and walk the concourse down below, like, there's something to it and it's normally at a time again the weather's turning i ju- i just remember bad Hughes opening day opening weekend just absolutely blasting it in my car coming home from practice coming home from work coming whatever it is like just blasting it all the windows i don't even care if the i don't even care if the weather's bad all the windows are going down in my car and then the same car that you all have seen for so long all the windows are going down, and I am blasting that thing um, just to hear Pat and, and the late Ron and now Ron Coomer hear what they do. There's nothing like it. It's nothing against um, marquee that are obviously broadcasting the game, but there's something about radio, and uh, we are so lucky and blessed to still have Pat who's around. To radio, it. and Honnold if you can gets. get two minutes of sunlight in March or April – yeah, it, it, you just you see yep. into the summer and you're like I can make it through. I can make it yep. through. You're driving you're driving faster. Well you've made it through. No, no, no. You've made it through. That that that's the point. Like what I was saying earlier. It's just like rebirth, like, no, no, I've made it through. I'm here to opening day. We're in springtime. And you're absolutely right about the sun. Like shining down on you. It doesn't it could be like thirty-five yeah. degrees out, but it's just it just, feel, it just feels different. It just feels different. And uh, there's nothing like it. He's one of a kind. And I honestly kind of feel like we take him for granted just with, like, how today's, you know, I, more people are watching than listening on the radio. And I, I just think, like, the younger generation of Cubs fans, the even, like, the 18, 19, 20-year-olds, like, don't really realize how great Pat Hughes is and has been for a long time. I grew up on Pat Hughes. I grew up on Ron Santo. They they are, you know, they're everything. I had a couple before you head out honorable mentions which I have to do right. in 1 minute. First
0: one, I think very recency bias, but I think his all-time was technically not an opening day, but for everybody that's a fans opening day. Cubs Cardinals 2021 100% capacity and we're back in the bleachers. It was like mid-June and Rizzo had like a 14 oh, yeah. pitch so at bat. Been- it's a home run. We're like yeah. we're the same type of a mentality. We're back.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, we're, we're blessed there with like a it was a summer day because it was COVID uh, delayed start, but that was special opening day. Oh, so you're calling that, that was like an opening, an opening day. day. Okay, all right. I see. I, I understand. Yeah, I mean that's been the, that that's the greatest Cubs series since. Yeah, like that I mean that's the top thing we've seen since you know over the last year and a half, so for sure. I was there that Sunday and night. I have one random one that I kind of just like forgot of because I was five years old at the time. 2000,
0: opening day. Sammy Sosa, the photo of it is like Sammy Sosa getting flowers from a nice Japanese lady. They were in Tokyo for opening day. Love it. Sayo was, it. was I actually six years I- old. <laughs> Seeing Sammy Sosa walk in and comes getting
1: a two-run win an opening day in Japan. I actually, I actually, I want to say I kind of remember it. And I feel like I've seen, we've seen, there are many videos out there of it. And actually it'd be a great thing to put in like the, the, the podcast clip. Um, Man, I miss the King. I miss him. I miss him. I'm all for that. You know, and I like to, I know everyone's going to say like the Fukudome Homer right when in what, 2007, 2000, probably before that. But uh, I think a lot of people will relate to that as an yep. opening day moment. But absolutely. I, I, I love the, uh, I love the Sammy. Like there, there, there's something about that. And you know what, I, not, not to be a Homer bias living in the past, but I want to get in. I want to get another one of those guys. And I felt like we kind of had that with Rizzo. I, I want to get another, like, bigger than baseball type of player and, and we haven't had well we don't have one of those now so well not on so i got yeah, i gotta go you know, can't
0: end on that one give us 15 seconds to the out. <laughs> spring trading wrigley wrigleyville's
1: back give us 15 seconds
0: Are we getting a video from you I'm next week? I'm hoping to have a video. I'm, ha-
1: I'm hoping to have a video out. I'm hoping to have a video out. You might need to cut this out. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm toying with it. I'm working on it. Um, haven't made one in two years because we have done a lot of podcasts. It's a beautiful thing to be back with the Federal landmark. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. There's going to be more to come. There's going to be more All right. to come. All right. I got to talk to you next week. All right. See ya.
0: All right, those are 30 minutes with Fred during his lunch break. Uh, to recap on the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame opening days. Yes, there are plenty of amazing opening day walk offs, three consecutive home run at bats. But we're talking more memories. But if you have your favorite opening day memory, make sure to uh, tweet us it, it. Tweet us it at Don Frederick and at Supply Co. Happy opening day weekend.